so it's so much work because the music industry and I think a lot of people in the entertainment industry are so focused on image you have to have a certain look you have to have a certain sound um and I just remember being like oh god like I don't want to do that I don't want to be like these people because uh it's gonna sound the same um I, I was always thinking like oh I don't look like them I don't think I can do that Dear Asian girl, for Asian girls, by Asian girls. Hello, everyone. Welcome to, I think it's season three of Dear Asian Girl, and it's Women Throughout the Ages. Eight ages? Yes, Women Throughout the Ages. And we'll be just talking about different women and their impacts on different careers and etc. So um, today we are focused on Asian women in music. And today we have Christine here to talk to us, aka Fairy. And we're so excited for her to be on the show. Um, did you want to like introduce yourself, um, tell a little about yourself and anything? Yeah, you sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Christine Lamb, um, but I write music under Fairy. I'm 24 years old. I'm an indie singer-songwriter from New York City, and I'm second-generation Filipino-Chinese-American. Um, I got my BA in arts administration with a music concentration, so that's cool, in 2018. Um, since then, I've just been working as a freelance songwriter uh, while pursuing a career in marketing and events management, and um, I'm also a Virgo, so there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I love I love astrology so much. I, I ha yeah, I have a book of it like near my bedside just to read for fun. It's really cool. <laughs> no, it's good because I'm a Taurus. So the energy is just going to be good because like Virgos and I've heard, I don't know, for the most part, Virgos and Tauruses get along. So my mom's a Taurus. So that it makes Oh, perfect. I, 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 we, we get along pretty well. So that's good. <laughs> perfect. Okay. That works. Um, so my first question I have for you is, did you always want a career in music or did it come later on in life? Well, um, when I was growing up, I basically was pushed into as many activities as possible by my parents. I did. Um, the first one I remember was piano lessons. Um, and then I did dance and then I did, uh, what did I do? I did voice lessons and then I did theater and choir, like growing up. Um, so in my head, like I always wanted to do something creative and I thought like anything with music or something that has to do with performing on stage would really, um, be my calling. Um, so it was definitely always in the back of my mind, but of course, Growing up, my parents really pushed me to focus on something a little more stable, as they say. Uh, so it was like the medical field or something similar to that. And I thought I was going to do that. And I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. I was meant to be a doctor or, or something like that, especially since my dad is also in the medical field. Um, but I realized in high school that uh, I joined theater and I ended up doing more of that. And I just wanted to pursue music because that was something that uh, spoke to me. And I feel like I couldn't get away from it, you know? So I, that's definitely something I've been passionate about. And it's always been there my whole life. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely understand like the creative outlet and just like you can't get away from it at the end of the day. No, it's always there for sure. Yeah. Uh Like I was like in choir and I was in theater and I like stopped that. But during the time I was like, oh, my gosh, this is something like I'd want to do for the rest of my life. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I and I feel like for like most Asians, we aren't known for being in those fields because of the stereotypes pinned against us. So it's sort of exactly. Yeah. How has like your experience been like has your parent were your parents really heavy on you on trying to um, be in the medical field or like in the STEM field or did they like approve of it as you started going along? It was hard, definitely <laughs> trying to get their approval. I mean, from what I remember, uh, they noticed that I really liked being in the arts, performing arts. So they were like fine with me doing after school activities and all that. But once I mentioned it, trying to that I wanted it to be my career, they're like, wait a minute, like I, I like rethink that maybe. Um, they're saying like, oh, you don't know um, when you're older, you might not be able to get a job. It's not like realistic and stuff like that, which unfortunately is very discouraging, but I think I was able to prove it to them um, or get their approval. Once they actually saw me on stage, because um, I remember, I had uh, I ended up doing like a lead role I was Annie (laughs) in uh, my high school production of Annie and they saw me on stage I think that's when they realized like hey we should invest in more voice lessons Um, maybe she you know she'll develop something um, which I'm thankful for so it it took a while but I think eventually they accepted the fact that this is something that I really wanted to do thankfully. But um, I know it's not like that for all people, unfortunately, but uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's how my parents, well, like kind of how my parents were. Like in eighth grade, I got the lead for Cinderella. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And it was such a like a power move because my parents were like, oh my gosh, like you were actually like good. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But then and, then and then they invite like everybody like all their friends and family and they they start to brag and I'm like yep mm-hmm, that's me that's really yeah they funny, like yeah. put it on the Facebook pages on like the family yeah, group yeah. chats <laughs> no but that's exactly crazy. oh my god that's cool you were Annie though the representation how was yeah. that <laughs> oh god okay so the amount of times like I didn't think anything of it I just thought like hey I'm uh like I'm a high schooler I'm doing this show but there was so many times where people just called me like hey look it's Asian Annie and I'm like okay because like uh, Annie is like a redhead a little redhead kid and and they're like oh she does not look like her but okay um I'm very thankful that they uh casted me as that I'm very honored for that uh there was this one encounter that was really funny there was this little kid we had our pictures on the wall uh before you enter the theater and there was this little kid and she was just like pointing at me and she's like that doesn't look like Annie and I'm like oh (laughs) it's okay but uh I'm just happy that I don't have a lot of crazy stories with that but those are just a few like encounters that I've noticed um that I didn't really realize until later when I was older I was like hmm that's a little uh, weird that they're calling me that, but it's okay. <laughs> was your community very accepting of it? Because I know some communities, for example, like if even an Asian played a certain role, mm-hmm. like you would have been like highly discriminated against. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know what's if something was like happening behind the stage. It's like, I don't know what pe- if people were talking, but they, from what I've seen, they were pretty accepting. I didn't feel like I was out of place at all. Um, just because my, my school is pretty, was pretty diverse, I think. So it, it wasn't like, uh, uh, like weird to have, I guess, colorblind casting because it was something that they tried to do uh, a lot of times when they did shows. So not that I know of, but they were, they're pretty, pretty accepting for the most part. Yeah. So like going into college, what were some of like the struggles that you faced when going into like the music career as like an Asian woman, I guess you can say, and how has that sort of like shaped you to like the artist that you are now? So when I uh, went into college, I started I was still trying to convince my parents that like I want to do music and all that stuff. I was going to audition for uh, musical theater, actually, but I chickened out because of a lot of uh, a lot of people trying to discourage me at the time. So I backed out and I ended up being a history major of all things because it was so random. I just thought because I like documentaries and watching history, whatever, uh, which is strange. But after the first semester, I was just like, I don't want to do this. So um, I went back to, uh, I talked to some friends and they were like, did you hear about this uh, major? It's called arts administration. I've never heard of it before. I was like, sure. Uh, let me talk to uh, my guidance counselor and see what it's all about. They explained it. And I was like, sure, let's, let's do it. I changed my major. Uh, and the first class that I sat in, um, it was, I, I had a, uh, I, I specialize in music, so I had some music classes. So when I sat in my first music class, I was like almost about to tear up. It sounds dramatic, but it was like really true. And I can still remember that feeling of so much joy and feeling that like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be. Um, So having that experience and just meeting other people that were like-minded was definitely life-changing because I feel like I wasn't alone, you know? Especially if I see another uh, minority or, or someone that like uh, that, because in my major, I noticed that there were very few Asian Americans that were there. Um, it wasn't very diverse at the time, but I saw like more freshmen coming in and I'm seeing more people that we're Asian and all that stuff. And I just feel so happy because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. You're doing the same thing as me and all that stuff. Um, and we went through these experiences together and I networked with a lot of them and I was able to understand their story and, uh, and all that stuff. And I feel like now I was able to learn from those experiences. And now I'm not afraid to talk with other uh, musicians. I'm always reaching out and finding people to collaborate with. I'm so I value that a lot, and I am constantly talking to other creatives because I just think it's just really cool. So that's I guess how college shaped me to be who I am today, um, and I'm really grateful for that. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, I've always wanted to like see like an like an Asian girl's perspective on going into like the music industry because I know for like part of my high school life like I've always I like I envisioned myself as being in that 
but then like as a result like due to me finding like my career in sort of like journalism I was like oh like I I'd want to interview people who'd want to like know about those stories because I think it's so interesting because there's so like lack of representation amongst like the Asian population in general in terms of like westernized music like I Mm -hmm. haven't really seen any and there's been a rise since like you know 88 rising they're becoming super popular and stuff like that but I Mm -hmm. haven't really seen anyone that famous anymore so it's really cool to hear your perspective and how like you I guess like came about that and your struggles with it as well and I was wondering like when did your parents start approving like when did that like (laughs) help when did that change like did it just happen now or I mean it's still in the progress (laughs) it's still in progress honestly because surprisingly enough I have my degree and I had uh before the pandemic I was working in live entertainment and yet my mom was still asking me when I was going to be a nurse so um that's still there but there was, I noticed there was like a click. So um, once I showed my parents or my family that, hey, did you know that I can get a job doing this? Because um, uh, I was studying to be behind the scenes most of the, st- most of the time, not really to be on stage. Um, and I was doing like songwriting on the side, but I was showing them like, hey, I can work in the music industry and it's a respected role. Like uh, people get can get paid really well doing that um I think they just wanted that relief that I would be like in an okay stable place you know um so I think it's obviously it's still ongoing but there was definitely like a time in college where they're like oh okay she's she's fine she can find a job or whatever Uh, but yeah (laughs) yeah I think most parents are like that because at like the end of the day they just want what's best for you and they want like yeah the career that will help you be happy in life it's good that your parents are like starting to approve and you're making like real progress because I know like most people would want to quit at this stage and so like that's really really cool that you're like really grinding it out I guess you can say and really yeah. like, <laughs> towards the progress because it's it's isn't it very isn't it difficult I guess you can yeah. say it's a lot of hard work it's a lot because it's like you're at this point where you keep trying to prove yourself which is a problem because obviously um it starts to 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 get into like oh I I need to start people pleasing and all that stuff but it's it's so hard because growing up I I just remember like all I had to do was fight for like what I wanted like I like I knew I wanted to perform I'm gonna do it if that means staying in school for eight hours and practicing um you know, so I think just hard work and dedication is what convinced them, I guess, you know? Yeah, I think that industry is so hard because there's so much content that's being blown out that mm-hmm. it's hard to be like original and like authentic while also like not sticking to that cookie cutter form of like simple music, I guess you can say. Cause I don't know, like yeah. the pop charts for me, like when I turn on my radio, I cannot listen to it because it's like the same <laughs> song yeah. except different like tones and stuff I yeah so it's really hard to find like your your voice and like only like really well well well-known artists like Taylor Swift or like Ariana Grande like they're able to do those certain albums right where they can just like it like on their own without like any promotions or anything in general so it's like hard to create a name for yourself isn't it yeah I mean they like what I've what I've learned 
throughout the years and stuff like that. And just by watching people, um, because I I love uh, finding new artists and just like one day they just blow up and I'm just like, wait, how did that happen? But it's so it's so much work because the music industry and I think a lot of people in the entertainment industry are so focused on image. You have to have a certain look. You have to have a certain sound. Um, And I just remember being like, oh, God, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like these people because it's going to sound the same. Um, I I was always thinking, like, I don't look like them. I don't think I can do that and all that stuff. It's a lot of work. It's um, and you can tell when you watch documentaries of like these mainstream musicians that you hear on the radio every day it's a it's 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 hard to to take that responsibility on and I think that's also another thing that parents or whoever your family might not understand that there's more hard work than you think that makes sense yeah um but yeah there's a there's a lot of work to get uh for those mainstream musicians to get where they are today uh it's stressful (laughs) for sure yeah and once you're like in that image you have to keep that image for as long as you can or else you'll get like scrutinized yeah, no, the, the labels will, are basically, that, that's, un, it's unfortunate, but the bad side of these labels, these big labels are that they have a lot of control over you. And if you don't want to do something, um, then that sucks for you kind of thing. Um, they, they're, unfortunately, a lot of people in the industry care about money and image and stuff like that so if they have an artist on their roster they're going to try their best to like I guess milk it however they can like uh so that's unfortunate yeah yeah most of them sort of stick to that that formula that works for like one Mm -hmm. artist instead of branching out into different like areas in which like they like thrive in like yeah yeah a lot of record like some like a lot of record labels do that in which they like have they get they onboard like a bunch of artists and then it's like the same song like as I mentioned before like in different tones mm-hmm. so it's like at the end of the day like they're gonna get cut off soon because like the image is the same for like everyone else isn't it yeah yeah so it's mainly with these bigger labels that they notice that there's a trend going on so for example you're hearing a lot of more um like house pop music on the radio uh and then you hear a lot of like uh like hip-hop and stuff like that and these labels will get uh, all these artists that have a similar genre and basically just try to find who's gonna be the next big hit um if someone doesn't work out they're gonna cut them off and I think that's the problem with um that artists have like I was I'm scared of being a part of a label but there are and and growing up I always thought it was only like big labels that existed but they have indie labels that are more understanding and they give a little bit more freedom to newer artists uh there are some that are very diverse in sound and I really appreciate that because that's the type of music that for me personally that's what I'm looking for like I don't want to listen to the same thing um and that's why I can't really listen to the radio sometimes because it gets boring but yeah there it's it's definitely there's uh there's way there are ways around that like you can definitely find labels that are a little more giving (laughs) yeah 
Okay, shifting topics, I was going to ask you, why do you think there's sort of like a lack of representation of Asians like in the music industry besides like those typical parents that don't allow that? So I think that it's because, speaking from personal experience, I think it's just because when you turn on the TV or you listen to the radio, you either see a stereotypical um Asian on screen or whatever or you just don't see them at all and I feel like people are discouraged because um they don't feel like they see themselves represented um and it it it, like I mentioned before it's really discouraging um because they don't see that representation in media and all that stuff and I also think that there's a problem with the industry thinking that Asians aren't marketable enough um, because of the stereotypes we had growing up. People don't think Asians should be in the entertainment industry. So that's really hard. Uh, I think, I I do think there's a change coming. There's a lot of um, like, uh, I don't really listen to much K-pop, but I know that there's a lot that's uh, migrating over here in the U.S. A lot of people are starting to um, get into the hype of K-pop, which is really cool because I feel like the next generation will now be able to watch the Grammys and see like BTS on the screen and be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Um, so I'm hoping for more of that change and uh, hopefully that could become, that could be a normal thing that we see on uh, TV and listen to on the radio. Yeah, I like what you mentioned about how most Asians, like especially like girls, when they mm-hmm. see like an artist on like the Grammys or like the, I don't know, any other music industry's show, I guess you can say it's very centric or Eurocentric standards. And there's not a lot of representation amongst Asians in general. Like there's been a yeah. rise of East Asian, which is great. Like that's where we should start. Like that's amazing. But they're like, for me, at least, like being like I'm Filipino too. Like, there's no representation even for the brown girls as well. Like, I think that's something like the music industry needs to address. And I like what you said about how, like, for the music industry, like Asians are sadly not marketable. And I've always wondered why. Because if you know any Filipino, they can belt out like yeah. <laughs> any Whitney Houston song on the bat, and they've gotten so viral. Like, oh. You know what pissed me off? I remember we were, I was watching like American Idol, for example. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it like Jessica Sanchez and then yeah. um, Philip Phillips? And that's just an, like an, the number one example of how that shows that like Asian women are not marketable yet because Philip Phillips ended up winning. And where is, where is he now? I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, I feel like I you hear about them one day and everyone is like cheering them on. But for some reason, after that hype dies down, it just dies down. And I'm pretty sure they got picked up by somebody, but I don't know what happened. Uh, do you, does the name, I think her name is, I don't know. Um, at the time their name was Sharice. I don't know what their proper pronouns are, but like, I'm sorry, but yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Sharice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, at that time, like th- their music blew up and it was, I remember I had like the CD and everything, but for some reason it just went like, I have not heard of them for a long time, only on like the Filipino channel. Yeah. But 
in in the U.S. or anywhere else, I feel like it kind of just died down, which is unfortunate because like you said, they're talented people and I don't understand why they're not being pushed out there. Um, though I, I do see a lot of artists that are like half Asian or something like that. And I was reading an article and it was saying that unfortunately these, these people that do have, um, that do have like some uh, Asian uh, like, blood in them or whatever they try to hide that part as much as possible like you see Bruno Mars um and you see like who else I I know like um well like I mentioned before like Vanessa Hudgens is also half Filipino but you don't people don't focus on that or they don't market that if that makes sense yeah that is true I didn't even think of Bruno Mars I completely like to be exactly exactly (laughs) it is sad I completely forgot that he was like Filipino too and like yeah, that goes and- to show like they're like feel like I don't know because maybe because <laughs> we're both Filipino we're both talking about this but like Filipinos yeah. are like incredibly talented and they're like all over like those viral videos and singing but yeah. nothing becomes of them and that's just tragic for the music industry because I can imagine what damage they would do they would like oh my gosh yeah that that's a good so like what I'm happy about with this generation is that you see a rise of indie artists on TikTok and there, there are so many talented people, um, Asian or just minorities in general, like they have so much, you can see how much power they have once they get on the radio, because I feel like TikTok is really exposing these artists that are technically not, quote unquote, marketable, um, you know, in big label standards, but you can see that we ultimately have the power to make this change like with what TikTok is doing. So we've, we can, it's possible. It definitely is. Um, we, we, we're seeing it, but it's very slow. <laughs> yeah. I like what you're saying about TikTok because I know that's like the startup for a lot of artists because like once your video blows up, you have like, you've gained like millions of followers. Like it's really easy to really just yeah. like gain a platform off of it. And since like everyone's on TikTok nowadays, it's like hard not to get viral if you're really talented and you're really good. Like I know, what's her name? Her name's like Lynn Lapin. Uh, I, I know she had like that one song, Producer Man. Um, uh, I'm she- not sure. I think so. But she's basically she's Filipino and she got really famous off of it. She got like maybe 3.9 million views or something like oh that. My gosh, as wow. a result, like she um, she got in with like, I think, Atlantic Records. And that's like a pure example of how TikTok like can blow up someone's career just as simple as that. And I, I think, didn't even know that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool because she's I don't know. She's one of the. um I guess the newer generation of TikTok stars that are blowing up and especially like that's a win for the Asian community in general because she's sure, yeah. incredibly talented. And I thought it was just so cool to see that like, oh, like there is some repre- representations that, that that's starting up and I, yeah. because like her just being Asian, you know? Yeah, I think that that's what gave me hope that like the people of this generation are able to make that change themselves because for so long I was always thinking that it's the labels that are like controlling everything and in some ways that's still correct but 
now it's the people like the listeners that are like hey this is the type of music we like put this on the radio make this person famous like you know it's and it's really heartwarming to see and I wish I had that growing up because um I don't know that's just something that I I don't remember seeing uh at all when I was growing up so I wish I had that yeah it's 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 really nice seeing like the change in the music industry and how it's sort of shifting to very label centric to now like social media. Oh yeah. And it's good because I don't know, because like from what the stories I've heard of labels, it's always not good. It's very like, you know, marketable as you mentioned before. So it's good that we have like that representation. So I have a question for you. I wanted to ask you like, why is music so important to you? And like, why, like, what does it specifically mean to you? Well, for me, I always found it as a place of escape because I loved playing um, different characters growing up because that just meant that I was in my own little world. Um, And so with music, like I mentioned before, it was like an, it's an outlet for, uh, all my feelings to be expressed and all that stuff, because I just remember, I think a lot of people can agree with me with um, when I say that when I have tough moments, when I'm struggling with something, like I always find whether, I always find like a playlist that relates to me the most. And I feel like it's, um, it's a way of healing. And that's one of the reasons why it kind of just, stuck with me my whole life because I could never get away with it if I'm um go I could never run away with away from it yeah sorry um but yeah when I'm sad when I'm happy it's just music is just always there and songwriting helps with that because um when I was writing my EP to it 2 a.m I was going through a lot of struggles with like toxic relationships um not really like romantic wise but even like friendships or family whatever and I wrote my EP from that so it was a relief for me and I feel like I healed from that um so it was sort of like my own kind of therapy I know there's a long description of that but yeah (laughs) no I I like that and I know the listeners will like that too because I think like at the core like you should know what you want and you should mm-hmm. like you should have a passion for it and I'm, I'm happy yeah. you, like it's great you have it because like it's so nice to see other people <laughs> just like thriving in their like the I, know, I, I love that oh my gosh yeah it's 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 been a long journey so to be able to even talk about this is such an honor and it's like a dream come true so thank you for that for asking that <laughs> So I have like one last question. I'm just going to combine the two. Um, Like, what are some tips for our listeners that want to like be in the, like the music industry or like even just start up, especially for the Asian girls that are thinking about Mm -hmm. it, you know, because I know, like, as you mentioned before, like you had your struggles with your parents and like just yourself in general. So I wanted to know, or like any advice that you want to give. Yeah. So I think that it's really important to get yourself out there, um, do your own research. Because for me, I always thought that I needed to rely on somebody else, whether that was my parents helping me make decisions on what I should do in my life. But it's that we have so many different outlets out there, especially nowadays with the internet. Like 
I found so many music communities that uh, filled with like-minded people and it was just, it was just an eye opener. So I would definitely suggest going out there, finding more music communities online or, you know, when the pandemic is over, like uh, more networking events, it might sound scary, but they're really chill. Like it's, it's really fun. Um, and I would also suggest that, you know, internships are a big thing if you're really serious about getting into this, uh, because that's where you start to connect with people and understand the industry firsthand. So that helped a lot. So I think my main thing is just to get involved and uh, support other creatives. That's the big thing. No, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can check all our episodes on Spotify, Anger, and more if you want to. And you should listen to her music. We're going to put it in the description below. Um, did you want to like promote anything that's coming up? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I just released um, on January 29th. I released my EP called 2AM. There are two tracks in there and remixes in case you want to jam out to that. Um, I'm really excited to also announce that I have new music coming out soon this year. So lots of new projects. You can find me uh, on social media as See the Fairy. Um, and you can also find me on TikTok and YouTube as Fairy21. So I'll be on there. Yeah. Listen to her music. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Her, it's like my type of music, too. So when I thank you, it, I was like, oh, yes. And I added it like immediately to my playlist. Oh, my so, God. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. I'm so honored to be on here. And I love talking about music with you. So thank you. Want more of To Your Asian Girl? You can find us everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We're on everything. Can't get enough? Subscribe, follow, rate, review to get all the updates on the latest at DAG. Let us know your feedback and what we can do to improve. We also can be found on Instagram. Follow us at Dear Asian Girl to receive updates about our latest episodes and fun facts about the host. We'd love for you to reach out. DAG Dear Asian Girl, a podcast dedicated to share the stories of Asian girls everywhere. For the Asian girl, by the Asian girl.